Yes, yes, welcome. Welcome, friends and family and frenemies and lizards and lilacs and little boys and little girls, <clears throat> old people, and that's about that's about it, I reckon. That's the extent of my listening populace, I'd guess. That pretty much covers everybody. Uh, if I haven't covered you, if I didn't mention you, if you are, for example, a horse or some animal other than the lizard, um, and you're listening to this podcast and you'd like some recognition, well, I would love to hear from you. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you've figured out how to listen to this podcast, you've probably figured out how to use a computer. And you can tip-tap away on a typewriter, a keyboard of some sort, you know. Maybe there's a custom keyboard made for horses' hooves. It's like a giant keyboard with huge keys and a dirt trail in between each row of keys so that the horse can, uh, can run along in between the big keys and then stomp on them when he wants to write a letter. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Never seen a horse typing. My name is Gabriel Roberts, and Mr. Horse, or Mrs. Horse, you can send the email to GabeRobertsArt at gmail.com. That's how you get a hold of me. And go to the website at GabeRobertsArt.com, and you'll find it, oh, you know, just looking very much the same, but I might as well mention it. There are some things there. Maybe you've never been there. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Painting Pictures Podcast, and I have a pop screen in front of a microphone. Can you hear the fidelity of this sound quality? Can you hear the sparkling tonality of my voice? I, I, I know. It's been so long. It's been so long. You've waited so long. You've been so patient. You've listened to me shouting into my cellular telephone while driving on pretty bumpy roads in a not super well-sound-insulated automobile, and, and you've endured that. I mean, compared to that, this sound quality is so good that I, I basically don't even have to be funny or make any sort of jokes. I can just speak. In this glorious, glorious, oh, there we go. Now the heater turns on. (laughs) 
you know, as soon as I start talking about the beautiful sound quality here, I'm going to hit you with a little background noise. I'm in Vermont, folks. I'm back from Mexico, and I'm in Vermont. I don't know if I told you that my plan was, or our plan was to move across the United States again. You know, just come back in the middle of winter, pack up everything you own into two cars, drive across the country, find a new job, find a new apartment. No big deal. That was the plan. Then the plan changed. We decided to stay in Vermont, and boy, was it a good decision. Apparently, our higher selves... That's right, I'm talking about our higher selves. You know, um, well, I don't know if you know. I'm assuming most of you do. I'm assuming most of you listening to this podcast have heard about higher selves. And uh, and you've heard it, you've you've accepted enough that you don't like f- freak out. Maybe some of you are reaching for the the stop button right now, but don't worry. I'm not gonna go. I'm I'm not gonna make you un- uncomfortable in like intentionally. I'm not gonna go too deep or too out there. Um, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. We're gonna get through this together. This is like probably the only thing I'll mention like about. Sp- spirituality it's not even spirituality just the idea it's a simple concept that we god what a i sound like such a uh you know sometimes i just sound like a pompous asshole it's just a simple idea the higher self (laughs) well you see it's just this very simple idea that we create our own reality you know it's it's done um it's not done through our little you know our little decisions um, essentially we're not in control of, of where we're going in lives. Like the big opportunities and stuff, those come to us because our higher selves orchestrate that. Uh, you know, I don't know how much you believe that or not, but here's the example. As soon as we decided, I'm talking about my wife and I, we decided to stay in Vermont. We were like, you know what? This is while we're in Mexico, and it's st- we still have like another month in Mexico. And we we say to ourselves, "Hey, you know what? Um, what do you say we stay in Vermont?" <laughs> and uh, and then we said, "Okay, yeah, let's do that." And then within three days, within three days, we had an apartment right exactly where we wanted to be, where we wanted to be all of last year, but never were able to be. And we both had jobs back. And it was such a good feeling. We realized all we had to do was go home and move into a sweet apartment. And then a couple weeks later, start our work that we already know, like, there's no stress involved. I mean, oh, God, I cannot tell you how long it's been since I've had a job where it's not some sort of stress. I mean, you always, I guess you get there at a certain point, which I did after this whole last season of doing this job, I was working on this house. And by the end of the season, it felt very comfortable and stress-free. And here I was prepared to throw myself across the country and and dive into some other, you know, find some other job. Anyway, everything lined up and everything fell into place. So it was like, whatever we were thinking, even though our minds were like, oh, I think we're going to move to Washington uh, whatever things were sort of orchestrating the, you know, combining the different factors to, to make this life possible, that was all happening. So that's, that's, 
that's it. That's all I, that's all I want to say. Basically that like your little thoughts where you think you're going to do, you know, you don't have the big, you don't have the big guns to like set up, you know, miraculously like create the perfect apartment for yourself. You can't do that. You know, you can think about it and you can like do a, you know, vision board, (laughs) but you can't like fly and spend all night like, like flying around some other part of the world and like going inside other people's brains and like figuring out that they want to like rent this place and then like, and then flying back and then having, telling you to like go on Craigslist at that time and see it and you just can't, you can't do that shit. So, so that's what, you know, your higher self does maybe, or just God, if you want. Anyway, I feel like I'm getting all like pedantic on this. This isn't, there's no rant here. I'm not angry. I'm happy. I couldn't be happier, folks. I'm in Vermont, right where I want to be. And, uh, I'm nesting. My wife and I are, are full on nesting. Like we're having small orgasms when we find the perfect place for the French press. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Or um, we don't actually have orgasms from that, but it's like, it's really satisfying. It's more, it's more satisfying than you might think. Um, because it's all our shit. It's all of our stuff is in one place. And we've been, we've just been moving around a lot, been moving around a lot and staying in other people's houses, which is great. And you think it's great and you think it's fine. And then you have your own place where you get to decide where to decide where everything goes and you have a closet and you have a drawer in the bathroom that's just for your shit. And you can like, you can throw rags into the kitchen sink from anywhere or like, you know, try to hit the recycling bin. You know, you can just throw things and if they don't go in, you don't have to pick them up right away because your wife will pick it up later. You know, it's the small things like this that allow you to really feel at home in a way that perhaps you didn't know that you were missing you know, you didn't even know that you were missing it until it's there. And then you're like, oh, this is, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted the whole time. And I didn't know how badly I wanted it until I got it. And I, I it's so wonderful. I'm so happy. That's kind of how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> also, sometimes I'm feeling like a baby. I like to speak in a baby voice. So I'm nesting. I'm in northern Vermont. I've got a P.O. box, folks. P.O. box. And and so snail mail. Bring on the snail mail. I will I will write back to you um, with anything, you know, whatever. It might be anything. It could be a drawing. It could be a sticker. It could be a letter. It could be a dick, a printed out dick pic. But... If you send me something, you will get something back. The address is P.O. Box 28, which is 7 times 4. P.O. Box 28, 
in Craftsbury, Vermont. That's C-R-A-F-T-S, like crafts, like arts and crafts. <laughs> and then Bury, B-U-R-Y, Craftsbury. And the zip code is 05826. Please, put something in the mail for me. I'll put something in the mail for you. It'll be fun. Today, I am going to share a few sound clips, audio clips, or sound clips. No need to correct myself there, you know. Sound clips. Now, you know, I can just wait till the next opportunity to, to refer to that thing, and then I can say audio clip if I prefer to say audio clip, but I don't have to correct myself. There was nothing wrong with sound clips. It's, it's a perfectly adequate term. It's it's perfectly adequate. So what I'm going to do today in this podcast is share a few sound clips from my vacation to Mexico. That's right, folks. I went to Mexico. Uh, it's a great country. It's a really great country. And uh, my wife and I went there this winter for approximately, nay, exactly, two months, which was a great amount of time. Um, I don't know. I, it's, I don't know what the deal is with me and, and traveling. I, I like, I can't, I can only be in vacation mode where I'm not doing anything for like a week. And then, uh, I don't know. I, I can't enjoy myself. It's like, I need to be, I need to be working in order to enjoy myself. I think the ideal would be if you could go somewhere and you could work for a week and then be on vacation for a week and then work for a week and be on vacation for a week. But the alternative was to come home early and spend like three times as much money to live in the United States in the middle of winter before work started. So obviously it was great to be in Mexico, but I really, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't have a, I don't have a traveler's bug. I, I get a, some sense of accomplishment out of making my way around a foreign country and figuring things out. And I do enjoy overall, like seeing new things. I think it's good for me, but it's like, if, if, if it were left up to me, which thank God it's not, uh, you know, by the way, <laughs> if it were left up to me, I would just stay home and I would build shelves all day long. I would just build big shelves, little shelves, um, high shelves, low shelves, bookcases, entertainment centers, kitchen islands, outdoor shelves, outdoor benches, indoor benches, work benches. I'd go across the street and say, hey, need some shelves? Because I, I love building shelves. I really, I really love building shelves and organizing. And I would never book a ticket to Mexico. I'd never be like, oh, I have enough shelves. I guess I can go to Mexico now. I don't know. That's not entirely true. But fortunately, I have a partner in crime who, who uh, you know, partially directs the ship of our lives. And, and, and she puts in really good things like traveling and yoga and cross-country skiing, which I finally did. God, took me long enough. Finally got out there. It's not too hard as long as you use the classic cross-country skis. Uh, there's also the ski skating skis, which is what you've seen, you know, when you're watching the Olympics and they show biathlon and you see them like, like going side to side ski skating. 
that is really difficult. And uh, I started with that. My wife tricked me and told me to get the cross the ski skating skis and said, oh, it'll be easier when it's way harder. And then I fell a lot and she she felt a little bit bad. But um, yeah, just get the regular, just get the classic cross country skis. It's really it's it's just like walking. And then it's kind of exciting when you go downhill and you can still fall <laughs> and hurt yourself. But it's it's a lot easier than the ski skating. So anyway, Mexico, I I, I would highly recommend the country, uh, the place. It's it's huge country. I really would like to go back. The people are so nice, mostly. I mean, yes, like as a rule, Mexicans are kind and open and friendly people. They just are. They're they're happy. They have a rich culture and family life. They're eating Mexican food every day. They, they're living, well, at least in the places we went as tourists, of course, they're living in beautiful landscapes in the mountains, on the coast, in the jungle. And, and they're, they're nice and talkative and polite. And um, there's just a little bit of... of gringo guilt that that I feel as a traveler and that's like the only drawback and I think it's probably the case anytime you're traveling in the third world because just by the very nature that that the United States dollar gets to decide you know gets to be worth more than the Mexican peso you're a rich person even if you're not a rich person you're a rich person compared to them because your money is worth 23 times, four times as much. And so the, you know, you can get looks sometimes. And that was like the main struggle that and the pee poops, which is, is diarrhea. And I got amoebas again, like I did last year in Bolivia. I don't think they were the same amoebas. I think I, I think I had taken pills last year and killed those amoebas. And these were different amoebas. And they were from either from someone's poop, you know, and then it's like it's they going I'm going to a public bathroom or something and I touch something and there's a little bit of there's a tiny little freaking disgusting amoeba egg sack and it gets on my finger and then I, I touch my fucking eye or something. I don't know. I don't or no, probably I touch something I'm, I eat and then I eat it. And then it goes in my stomach and it, it freaking explodes into tiny little disgusting amoebas that colonize my fucking intestines. So that happened and I had diarrhea for a while and stomach pain and that's miserable. And, and that's almost, you know, it's almost makes it not worth going. But then it then it is. And of course, in retrospect, now all I think about is like, the beautiful beaches and the delicious food and the nice people. And and I think, yeah, I'll go back to Mexico. But then, you know, I'll be there two weeks and I'll get diarrhea and I'll be like, this is stupid. Why am I, why am I here? Why am I here again? So I don't know. I, um, I don't know what, what the deal is with traveling, but for now I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm like, I'm settled in folks. I've got a, a beautiful apartment. Um, I've got work that starts next week. And hopefully I'll get to put out some podcasts. You never know. But I'll never stop. I'll never stop. Just like Michael Jordan, I'll never stop.
never stop believing. And um, so here's some here's some clips from Mexico, little sound bites. You know, make of it what you will, folks. Go to Mexico or don't go to Mexico. Um, but these are a few random bits. The first one actually is from Belize, which is a different country that we visited. And it's a small country uh, tucked in between Mexico and Guatemala on the Caribbean. And we went to an island called Key Calker because it was where they caulked the boats on Key Calker, of course. Get those boats up there and stick some cocks in them it's to, or, or spread some cock all over it, right? <laughs> Isn't that what caulking is? Um, so that, that, that's where this first sound clip is from. It's from Key Calker and it's from this dude that drives around. I played it in the beginning of the podcast. It's this awesome guy that drives around, rides around on his bicycle and sells baked goods. And this is his call. Isn't that guy awesome? What a wonderful call. And he just rode around all day, and I'm pretty sure he sold out all the time because he was so convincing and fun. And I looked forward every day to hearing the coconut roll man guy. I I think what he said in that clip is, all you got to do is say the word, which is great. If I ever sell burritos on the street, I'm going to probably steal that. Um, and then he said, banana bread, coconut roll, I think, or some other coconut something. Fresh baked coconut roll. $3 each and two for five. And they're good. <laughs> Not just cheap, and they're good. Say the word. And then in the fade out there, he says to some probably white tourist on the beach, chick says, can I rub the sun off your back? <laughs> Which is, you know, uh, sleazy, maybe, but not not bad as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think that's a pretty good line, and um, she probably laughed. Can I rub the sun off your back? The guys there, the c- sort of Creole Caribbean dudes, were uh, were really forward with the women, and um and i spent i just tried you know tried to get them to notice me but they rarely did okay next little bit of audio is this is just it's so i have a whole i went to mexico for two months and all i have is these four lousy sound clips (laughs) what can i tell you but here we went to this house hostel in the jungle i was pee pooping at the time so spent a lot of time in the cabana and next door, these French people, French, these French, French people uh, were playing guitar and it was raining.
Mm, yeah, isn't that groovy? Just freaking grooving. I loved it. He played for a long time, just hanging out, playing the guitar in the rain. I uh, kind of wish I could get into that kind of groove on the guitar. I just sort of play my three chords, you know, C, G, D, and then I get bored. Um, also, from my diarrhea bed, I recorded the sound of howler monkeys, which is crazy. I don't know if you've ever seen, an ho- seen a, or heard a howler monkey. I don't. I just don't know. How could I know? I don't know who you are, and I don't know if you've been to places where there are howler monkeys. You know, I, I just don't know. But if you have, uh, you would know that there are sort of small monkeys. <laughs> the monkeys, they are small. <laughs> they are small monkeys. <laughs> the monkeys, they are small. They are small monkeys with big voices and really big voices. And uh, they're black and furry and they have long tails and from far away in the jungle this is what they sound like It's pretty freaking crazy, isn't it? These tiny little monkeys can make that crazy sound in the jungle. It was awesome. At first I thought it was a like a bear or a lion or like a uh, like a jungle cow, but no. Nope, howler monkey. And uh my ethnobotanist scientist wife spotted them on on a couple other occasions. Um She's really good at like spotting wildlife. And then we look at it. <laughs> that's what you do. And that's the highlight of your fucking vacation. It really is. Like that is that is as good as it gets. Walking in the jungle and seeing a monkey. <laughs> Peak experiences, folks. Peak experiences. I shit you not. You walk in the jungle and you see a monkey that you've never seen before and you you remember that shit for the rest of your life <laughs> when you think back on it you tell your grandchildren about it because that monkey's probably going to be fucking extinct by the time your grandchildren come around right no no come on gabe come on come on we don't need to go there do we we don't get all depressing or maybe maybe they won't be extinct uh maybe they will be uh reborn in a laboratory you know how they can cook up things in a lab i guess they've gotten mice to survive for about 20 days in a in a as an embryo <clears throat> in a test tube because what they want to do is they want to make woolly mammoths um which are extinct but they can take a bit of their dna and put it onto the genome of an african elephant but of course the elephant isn't going to uh, bear a woolly mammoth so so you 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 make the woolly mammoth in a test tube and um you know so far they've gotten mice to survive in a test tube for half of their gestation period which is about i think it's 10 or 20 days so you know to get a woolly mammoth to uh survive 
for 22 months, which is its gestation period, in the, a massive fucking test tube. <laughs> You're going to grow. Wow. That's the plan. That's the plan. And then what they'll do is they'll move everybody into the cities and create these massive uh, parks where only, you know, the animals can go. And then you can ride through it on a train for like, I don't, you know, $100. So that'll be the future. So it'll be like three, 250 bucks probably just to ride through on like a monorail and, and see the wild nature and then go back to your, um, you know, your, your tiny condo in the city. So you might be able to see the monkeys then. <laughs> But uh, that'll be, there'll be like a delay while they're figuring out the whole test tube thing and maybe while more species are extinct. So I don't know. Get out and see the monkeys. I don't know. Uh, yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It was, it was the highlight of my trip. But, but, you know, you might instead just sit at home and eat a bowl of cereal and, and get just as much satisfaction. You know, just have like a nice thought. Look out your window. In, like imagine how many boxes of cereal you could buy for a trip to Mexico. So, again, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to, I can't recommend it completely. Um, I just want to share, I got one more sound clip, all right? One more sound clip from Mexico. Um, this is from a city called San Cristobal de las Casas, which is a really long name for a city. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm going to type that shit in. It's like, where are you from? I'm from San Cristobal de las Casas. Fortunately, they most of the locals most of the locals shorten shorten the name of the city to just San Cristobal, or if you're real cheeky, San Cris. We're from San Cris. Is that in San Cris? Have you been to San Cris? No, but I fucked your mom. <laughs> Anyway, so we were there for a while. The coffee was amazing. Oh God, really good coffee. And I think I, it's maybe I think I had amoebas in the jungle. I, I think I first, I got amoebas probably as soon as I got to Mexico. I I touched something and and ate something and and got a nice packet of tiny fucking eggs in my intestines. And then a couple weeks later, when we were in the jungle, it, the the colony blossomed, and I started having diarrhea and a fever. And, and then I think I, my body sort of, with a lot of rest and, and diarrhea and fluids and fever, sort of pushed them into remission. Uh, and then we were in Chiapas State, and the coffee was really good, and I was drinking lots of coffee. And I mean lots of coffee. <laughs> and I just wanted to try every cafe. This town has these beautifully done, aesthetically pleasing cafes, restaurants, and small hotels. It's like it's just a place to go and get some freaking culture and be in a nice city if you just want to walk around and eat good food and drink good coffee and uh, San Cristobal de las Casas. And it was pretty cheap, too. And they're good. <clears throat> and they're good. So here, this is a clip of... Uh, but the I would go in the spring or the fall or the summer. <laughs> we went in the winter, and it was kind of a little bit cold. You know, nothing like Vermont winter, but still, uh, if you're gonna, if you want to go on a vacation, a warm weather vacation, uh, you got to go there in the summer, not not in the winter. It's a little chilly, um, and the rainy season might be nice because 
what do you care? Are you really like writing this down, planning your fucking Mexico trip? I don't think so. So whatever. You want you want my you want my Mexico recommendations? Send me an email and I'll get back to you and I'll tell you to go fuck yourself and figure it out for yourself, right? <laughs> no, get you know, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm kidding. I'm I'm really I'm I'm kind of kind of playing with you pretty hard today. I know. It's cuz it's been a while. I don't know what my tone is. I don't know where we stand. I don't know if you like this. Do you like me prodding you? Do you not like me prodding you? Do you like being told to go fuck yourself? Jokingly. I don't know. Um, anyway, San Cristobal, this, where this piece of audio is from, this is a, this is a guy who fixes shoes and he's got, he's, I presumably he recorded it, but you never know that there might be like one shoe fixer recording that gets passed around all of Mexico. And he's got it blaring on like a little speaker on his bicycle on which he carries everything he needs to fix shoes. And he pedals around town playing this recording really loud, driving him insane. I have no doubt this has got to drive this old man insane. But, um, but you know, you y- you hear it, and you're like, "Oh, I do need to fix these shoes," and you just walk outside, and there he is. It's, it's a great system. Uh, this is what it sounds like. Zapatero, preparación de calzados, zapatos para arreglar, zapatero. Zapatero, preparación de calzados, zapatero, arreglo calzados. Pretty cool, huh? Zapatero. <laughs> uh, I I kind of like it if he would actually just have an actual call, a live call, like the say the word man in Belize. But, you know, who am I? Who am I to give this man advice on on how to fix shoes or pedal his shoe fixing, pedal his peddler business? Is a shoe fixer a peddler? That's a cobbler. Um, I don't know. Questions. Questions. Um, that's that's all I have for Mexico. That is literally that's it. That's all I have. I have. I also made some drawings. I wrote some things down. But in terms of audio content, that's all I've got. So that concludes the uh, the Mexico portion of the podcast. And I think it's probably going to pretty much conclude this podcast as well. I'd like to thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. I'd like to thank Charlie's Pizza for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, at Charlie's Pizza, Charlie always answers the phone even if his hands are covered with pizza sauce. And that just gives you like a, just an idea, I, I hope, of uh, what kind of service and, and um, you know, excellent pizza you can get at Charlie's Pizza. He'll always, you know, even if his finger, if he's in the bathroom, <laughs> touching his butt, you know, phone rings, he'll be there. He'll be right there. Charlie's Pizza, thanks for sponsoring the podcast. Mostly, I want to thank you for listening and for uh, making it through this whole thing with me. It's been fun. It's been a little while, so it's always good to get back into it. And uh, 
yeah, I'm really, uh, really happy about this microphone. I'm excited about this spring and being in beautiful Vermont. And I hope that you made it through winter okay, that you didn't lose any toes. And I'm going to leave you with a song. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Oh, please go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Um, That's all. Until next time, dear friends, adios. Look out, Hollywood, and here I come.